plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Welcome, Power Partners, to our informational playground, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity. Well, of course, there's no show today on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Well, yes, there is. April Fool's, right? <laughs> With all the fake news in the media, we're not about to add any more, but we're going to um, tell you the origins of this jester holiday coming right up. So we are coming to you live on the Voice America Network, and I am Cynthia Bryan. We hope to catapult you from wishing upon a star to imagining your dreams as if they already have transpired, and talk as if you're living your dreams, because you are the writer, producer, director, and star of your own life. And the miracle moment for today is brought to you by Og Mandino. It's Cynthia Bryan's special kind of quote, and I also want to say thank you to Green Air because they're going to be sponsoring our Moraga Fair booth, which is a family fun day. If you want to volunteer, go to bethestarur.org, check, um, uh, click on events, and you can come forward. So again, this is Augmandino's quote. I know that the seeds I sow I will harvest because every action, good or bad, is always followed by an equal reaction. I will only plant good seeds this day. So let's only plant good seeds this day in April. It's kind of the only way to go. Uh, In segment two, we will talk about spring because it has sprung. It is time to sow seeds. And we'll give you some of the essentials of gardening that you're going to need to dig deeper and how to design a personal project. And of course, I am the goddess gardener and I will help you through that. And in our final segment, we're going to change um, change gears a little bit because we want to talk about kids and bullying. It's just really become an issue now, especially with the Internet. And although we may not be able to control bullying, we can truly mitigate the damage. So we're going to give you some first steps to help your child or a child that you know through that torment. But let's talk about April Fool's Day. Have you pulled a joke today? Although April Fool's Day, it's also called All Fool's Day. It has been celebrated for several centuries, and it's celebrated in many different cultures. But the interesting thing about it is the exact origins still remain a mystery. Some see it as a celebration that's related to the turn of the seasons, while many historians have speculated that it dates back to 1582, when France switched from the Julian calendar to the Gregorian calendar, as um, it was called for, there was the Council of Trent in 1563. So they had switched to this Gregorian calendar. Now, ancient cultures, including those of the Romans and the Hindus, celebrated New Year's Day on or around April 1st, because it closely follows the vernal equinox, which in our culture is usually March 20th, March 21st, somewhere in there. But 
In medieval times, much of Europe celebrated March 25th as the Feast of the Annunciation. If you don't know what the Feast of the Annunciation is, it was the day that the angel Gabriel came down and spoke to the Virgin Mary and announced to her that she was going to be carrying uh, Jesus Christ, the baby. So maybe April Fool's joke, uh, you know, April Fool's came around about that time as well. I mean, was that an April Fool's joke? Uh, who knows? Um, or maybe it was just because it was the first day of spring in the Northern Hemisphere when Mother Nature fooled people because it was changing unpredictable weather. And I kind of like to go with the idea that it was all about Mother Nature being the garden goddess that I am, because, uh, gosh, just looking at the weather this year, how changeable it has been and how crazy it's been without rain and higher temperatures and all of that. So Mother Nature fools us all the time. Now, people who were slow to get the news or to who failed to recognize that that start of the new year had moved to actually January 1st, and those who continued to celebrate it during the last week of March through April 1st, they became the butt of the jokes and the hoaxes. And so that's where they were being called, you know, April fools, like they were the fools of April. And some of the pranks included having paper fished uh, placed on their backs, and then they were, this was a French thing, they were uh, referred to as poisson d'avril, which means April fish in French, and that was uh, meant to symbolize a young, easily caught fish and a very gullible person. And I always wonder, since that, you know, poisson d'avril, the April fish, did that really turn into April fools? Now, there's another thing that historians have linked April Fool's Day to, and that was festivals such as the Hilaria Festival, which was celebrated in ancient Rome, and which that was also celebrated at the end of March. And what they did then is people dressed up in many different disguises. It kind of sounds to me like a carnival in a way when you dress up in costumes, but it was definitely in disguises. There's also speculation that April Fool's Day was tied to the vernal equinox or exactly the first day of spring in the northern, the northern hemisphere. And again, you know, Mother Nature was fooling people because weather was so unpredictable as it is today. Now, it did spread throughout Britain and it took until the 18th century to get there. So in Scotland, the tradition of April Fools is actually, or became a two-day event. It started with the hunting, hunting the gauk. Now, gauk is a word for a cuckoo bird, and a cuckoo bird is another symbol for a fool. I mean, we say that in English too, don't we? We um, say you're cuckoo, which means you're foolish or you're crazy. And what hunting the gauk was, it was a kind of like a game where people were sent to do phony errands, crazy things. And then it was followed by Tally Day, which involved pranks that people played on uh, people's uh, derrieres, such as pinning a fake tail, like a tail on the donkey, or a kick me sign. So they would put them on people's backsides, and then you'd walk around like that. 
Now, there's another explanation of the origins of April Fool's Day, and we could probably go on with lots of different ones. Now, this one was provided by Joseph Boskin. Now, he uh, was a professor of history at Boston University, and he explains that the practice began during the reign of Constantine, when a group of court jesters and fools told the Roman emperor that they could do a better job of running the empire. So Constantine was very amused, and he allowed the jester that was named Kugel to be king for a day. So Kugel passed an edict calling for the absurdity on that day, and the custom became an annual event. And what was interesting about this, about the fools, you know, or the jesters running the day, so fool's day, is that it was actually a very serious day because in the days of Constantine, the the jesters, the court jesters or the court fools were actually considered extremely wise men. And what their role was as jesters was to put ideas and things and programs into perspective with humor so that people could actually swallow it, so that people could actually live with it. Now, let's go to modern times. So people have gone to great lengths to create elaborate April Fool's Day hoaxes. And I know when I was a kid, April Fool's was a really big day and we would do all kinds of what we thought were silly and, you know, funny kinds of things. And sometimes it would take people off guard. But newspapers, radio, even TV stations and websites have actually participated in the April 1st uh, tradition of reporting outrageous fictional claims that have totally fooled their audiences. Now, one that's kind of memorable was in 1957, the BBC reported that Swiss farmers were experiencing, (laughs) I really laughed about this, a record spaghetti crop. And it showed footage of people harvesting noodles from trees. And the crazy part about this is that viewers were actually fooled and people couldn't, you know, keep people were like astounded that there were so many noodles on trees and it was just amazing. And that just brought to mind when we did a report a couple years ago about kids asking where their food came from. And, you know, they actually thought that like fish sticks were sticks that grew on trees or that cheese grew underground or that potatoes were flowers. So, I mean, it is kind of funny. Now, in 1985, Sports Illustrated got into the game, and they tricked a lot of their readers when it ran a made-up article about a rookie pitcher named Sid Finch who could throw a fastball over 168 miles per hour. Again, readers were fooled and astounded, and, you know, and it was totally an April Fool's joke. And then um, in 1996... Uh, this is a funny one too. Taco Bell, which is a fast food restaurant change here in America, they duped people when it announced it had agreed to purchase Philadelphia's Liberty Bell and intended to rename it the Taco Liberty Bell. Now, people believed it. So I guess we can believe everything. And then I'll just finish the the last one that I um, that I have found that I thought was pretty funny was that in 1998, Burger King advertised a left-handed Whopper, and scores of clueless customers actually came in and bought that fake sandwich. 
of course, it didn't exist. So who knows what's going to happen today or in the years, uh, the years to come. But April Fool's Day has always been a fun holiday, especially for children. But it is interesting when grown-ups and businesses and industries and stores and restaurants get into the swing of it and they have fun with it too. So whatever you do today, you know, if you're going to play a prank on somebody, make sure it's a harmless prank and not going to cause anxiety and stress. Um, Do something funny and do something fun and then make sure to say April Fool's. So April Fool's to all of you. We are having a show. And when we come back from break, we're going to talk about springtime and how you can sow spring. And that's S-O-W. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan, and this is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And during the break, please visit bethestarur.org and check out events and check out the Moraga Fair that will be coming up on May 9th if you would like to sponsor or you would like to volunteer. We're doing a family fun day, so entire families can volunteer for this event, and you can get community service credits, which is always good, especially for the kids that are in school and for people who work for companies where they need community service um, community service credits. And we can always do matching funds. Again, that's be the star you are dot org forward slash events. We'll be right back, and we're going to hop into spring. So stay with me here on Star Style. Be the star you are. I am Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Apathy, violence, and negative messages are everyday occurrences in our country. You can be a change maker when you dare to care by supporting Be The Star You Are charity, a 501c3 that empowers women, families, and youth through improved literacy, positive media, and tools for living. Visit www.bethestarur.org to find out how you can make a difference in our world. Everyone counts. That web address again is www.bethestarur.org. Be the star you are.org. Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star style consultations with personalized sessions by phone or in person. You'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7888. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com You can be the star you are. Voice America is available on your Google connected device. Okay, Google, play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show. Well, we're back. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan, and this is Star Style. Be the star you are. We're coming to you on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. And now we're going to hop into the garden because with this spectacular weather and this springtime about 
it is time to actually get out there and start digging. Now, there's a Zen saying that perks my sensibilities as I gaze at the emerald green hillsides that are here. And I listen to the gurgling of the stream that's by my house. And it is sitting quietly, doing nothing, spring comes, and the grass grows by itself. Hooray. I mean, the grass really is growing. In fact, I'm at, at this moment, I'm having to pull weeds to feed to my animals because we have so many weeds and I want to get them up before fire season. But it's very true. Spring has sprung and it is definitely my very favorite season it, because it just shines. It's sunny warmth on my garden oasis. It's, so it's time to dig out my spades, my hose, my shovels, my rakes and all the other paraphernalia from my shed. And I got to clean them and sharpen them and begin that exhilarating phase of planting. If there's something really, I, I don't know, really wonderful about being out, it's still cool, but it's, it's cool, but it's warm. The sun is shining and you just feel like being outside. So I don't mind doing all this work. And I just want to, uh, you to think about having to read, to plant, to grow. And I want to make this sowing of seeds really simple for you or sowing of anything. So to, in today's busy marketplace, it's sometimes a challenge for the beginner or the novice gardener to, to decide exactly how they want to begin. So let's take the guesswork out of it right now at the beginning of spring. And we'll be able to get any selected spring projects jump-started in your outdoors and we'll also pack some nutrients into your diet with some fresh picked vegetables fruits and herbs that you can plant for summer picking now what i have discovered by lecturing at a variety of venues across the world about home and gardening topics is that in the majority of cultures um, even younger garden gardeners are seeking three things People really would like to grow their own food, even if it's just some parsley or some lettuces or, you know, just a pot of any herb. They want to have herbs and flowers for both increased culinary, uh, culinary, um, I don't know, trends, as well as sensory fragrance. So in other words, they want to be able to pick flowers to put in their house in a bouquet and they want to be able to chop up some chives or whatever to put in their baked potato or their salads. And then the third thing is that they desire their homes, apartments, or wherever they are that they are living, both inside and outside, to express their unique style. So thinking as broadly as possible, I have created this fail-safe way for everybody to get started, no matter what your expertise level is. So let's talk about the gardening essentials. Now, probably you know about all of these, but I'm going to give them to you anyway. So if you actually have a yard, you're going to need some of the bigger tools like a shovel, a rake, a hoe, a wheelbarrow, a hand trowel, pruners, loppers, a saw, cans or buckets. And you might even need like a trolley, either a wagon or, uh, you know, a hand truck because like this morning, I was rolling cement because I'm actually digging some fence posts. Some, some fence posts have uh, rotted out, so I'm putting in new ones. It's really pretty easy to do. It's just hard labor. So you have to dig down. You have to make cement, and, you know, you put the, you put the fence posts in there and level them off. But I can't lift those 50 pounds 
and carry them so I use a hand trolley. So that's a good thing to do. Now, personal items definitely need a good strong pair of gloves, hat, like a carry bag or a bucket. I use five-gallon buckets. And then I also have an old leather kind of a workman's satchel that I put my seeds and some of my tools in and I wear it over my shoulder. And sunscreen. Always put on sunscreen. And then the fundamentals are containers, stakes, soil, mulch, fertilizer, tree ties, bird netting. And, you know, you may need some of these or not all of these. I mean, if you don't have if you don't have fruit trees or uh, fruit bushes, you may not need the netting. You'll want a garden hose or tool. You want some nozzles and wands. You may want to get some plant labels, or you can always use popsicle sticks, pots, uh, troughs, saucers, grow boxes, watering can. And, of course, there's a lot of recycled items you can use in place of these fundamentals that I'm telling you. For example, for a watering can, if you just have a small area like a balcony, if you have an old teapot that you know you no longer use on the stove, you can use your teapot. Or even if you still use it on your stove, you can use that. That's always uh, really good. As far as like saucers and pots go, you can recycle things. If you have a dish that maybe is chipped, you can use that as a saucer. And as a saucer, I mean just something that's going to go underneath a pot so that the water doesn't drip out and get on your furniture or if it's on a balcony, you know, on your wood, whatever. Now, optional things are things that you might need for the garden. Like if you have aphids, you might want to buy some ladybugs to be released or some praying mantis eggs. Um, things that I think are actually, even though they're optional, they're really, really helpful, are either how-to books, uh, garden magazines, maybe DVDs, or you can just go to your computer and go on YouTube to find out how you can do planting things, like for organic gardening, um, if you want vegetables, fruits, herbs. Now, if you have pets or you're, if you're in the country or in the area, I mean, I'm even talking L.A., where you have deer or coyotes. Um, I was talking to a friend in Los Angeles, and she was telling me that just walking down the street, they've been having issues with packs of coyotes. This is in downtown Los Angeles. So they're coming from somewhere. But you may want to put some fencing up. Uh, like I had to put fencing up after years. I finally did it because I thought, I thought I could live alongside the deer and just plant enough for both of us. But the problem was is they wanted to eat everything. They really didn't want to share. So... Uh, I leave an area for them, but I had to protect my own things. Or you might want to go to a lecture on gardening basics. Sometimes there's lectures at the adult education. There, if you have a community center, they might be there. Sometimes community colleges do it. And, of course, there are online lectures. And then don't forget, if you are the director of a group or a club or, an, or a conference and you want me to come lecture, this is something that I do all over the world. So you can uh, shoot me an email, Cynthia at goddessgardener.com, and um, we, we can negotiate. <laughs> that would be fun. Now, once you have the essentials, then it is time to design your personal project. So here are a few savvy suggestions to follow. So let's start with fruit trees. 
I'm a big believer that it's a good idea, unless you are a farmer and you have extra help and really tall ladders. It's better to plant dwarf fruit specimens in an, uh, you know, an attractive container because that's going to give you easy access. Container gardening is especially great for apartments and condos and, and uh, townhouses. And for anybody who just has a small patio or a small balcony, I think you'd be really shocked to see how much you can put in a container. You can also find citrus, including Meyer lemon and oranges and grapefruit and tangelos and kumquats that are absolutely perfect for pots. Now, if you have a larger area, you can consider the semi-dwarf or even full-size varieties, if you prefer big trees, of apple, cherry, apricots, prunes, plums, pears, peaches, guavas, loquats, you know, and the, the list goes on. Now, I have to say, I have some uh, dwarf apple trees, which I re a dwarf apple and I have uh, Asian pear. And it's great because I can actually reach them and it's so easy to pick and give them away to people. But one of the, um, a couple of the plum trees that grew, a wild plum, you know, they started off really small and I thought, oh, I can just keep them pruned, but I really couldn't. And now my plum tree has to be 60 feet tall. So those plums go to the birds and the squirrels. The, and the, yeah, the birds and the squirrels mostly. Sometimes there'll be possums or, or skunks, you know, or there's always the turkeys. The turkeys are the other thing that eat these because they actually fly up in the tree. And they're pretty funny because I've seen them fly up, knock down the plums to like their babies that are underneath that couldn't fly up. So only plant the big trees if you, you don't care about getting the fruit at the top. Now, you can add your omega-3s, antioxidants, and vitamin E to your diet by planting nut trees. That would be walnuts and almonds. And you can espalier fruit trees like apples. They create a beautiful focal point when you're creating like an outdoor room that, where you want an edible component. And you can just do that with wire or with lattice where... As the tree's growing, you have to tie the branches onto the wire or the lattice in the direction that you want, and it can be really, really beautiful. Now, the second thing is vegetables by seeds. Now, there are such things called grow boxes, and that might be a great way for you to start your favorite seedlings. All you have to do is add good soil and, you know, just buy some soil at the um, hardware store or your big box store or your garden center, wherever you buy things, and put these grow boxes in an area where your new plants are going to get at least eight hours of sunlight. Then you want to buy the newest and freshest seeds possible. The older seeds may take, but they usually take longer to germinate. And sometimes if the seeds are too old, they won't even sprout at all. So you want to buy this year's seeds, not seeds from 20 years ago. Now, your local garden center are, will have numerous packets to choose from, from many different suppliers, and it will include easy-to-grow you know, carrots, peas, radishes, lettuce, kale, escarole, beets, zucchini, um, cucumbers, whatever it is that you like. And of course, if you like more exotic seeds, don't be afraid to order them from catalogs because there are some wonderful seed catalogs out there like rare seeds, 
where you can get heirloom seeds that you just couldn't find anywhere else. So if you if you really want to get something that is um, that is you know really different, you may want to look at a catalog. Now the next thing would be herbs. Everyone loves herbs for their flavor, their fragrance, fragrance, and their medicinal qualities. And most herbs are very or easy to cultivate by seed, including uh, basil, sage, parsley. Cilantro, chives, oregano, dill, lavender, mint, and the list goes on from there. Now, cilantro bolts. So even though it'll grow from seed, you know, it, it grows so fast and then it dies quickly. So you have to be really on top of that. But the great thing about herbs is that they are purifying. They're stimulating and they can actually relieve symptoms of flus and colds. And boy, do we need that right now. Now, the flavors that herbs add to drinks and food are really indescribable. I mean, I personally can't imagine cooking without them, especially love how the lively tang, you know, is with when you chop mint, basil, or parsley. And I put it in salads and vegetable dishes. And of course, rosemary, I add to many of my meat dishes. I love all of this. Now, Forever flowers, spring flowers, especially bulbs, are profuse because of the longer days of light and the warmer temperatures. And you can enjoy the beauty and the perfume of tulips and freesia, hyacinths, roses, sweet pea, peonies, anemones, amaryllis, and heather. And right now, cherry blossoms are blooming, and you can cut some. And they make a fantastic, fragrant indoor display. And if you cut a little branch right before, you know, just as it's budding, it'll actually bloom in your uh, vase. And that's really fun. And then you can start planting for summer blooms too. And even if you think you have a brown thumb, plant corms of gladioli now for gorgeous summer flowers. Now dahlias, agapanthus, daylilies, they're also very easy to grow. And I have to tell you, though, the deer love gladioli, agapanthus, and dahlias. So I suggest planting them where these raiders are not going to forage. Now, daylilies are pretty indestructible, uh, and nobody really eats them. So they make an excellent candidate for gardens with children and with critters. And then talking about kids and crops, grow healthy children by encouraging them to plant what they love to eat. Kids really enjoy their hands, getting their hands in the dirt. So radish, lettuce, peas, cucumber, pumpkin, cherry, tomatoes, they're really fun and easy to grow. And you can actually mix together fruits, flowers, and vegetables in a large container. And then you'll have a big, bountiful beauty, and you'll also have some culinary contentment. Now, miniature roses interwoven with a trailing herbs planted maybe in a half whiskey barrel or a wine barrel, those could work really great for patios. And, you know, with these straightforward strategies, I think sowing your seeds is going to be simple, pleasurable, creative, and you can allow your garden to become a very high-impact architectural element that will be aesthetically and nutritionally satisfying for you and your entire family. And you'll probably have stuff left over for friends when they visit or when you go to visit them. So whether it is food, flavor, or star style, your garden can provide it all. So read, plant, and grow. Now, I'm going to do a little bit more of a gardening guide when we come back from break. So I'll add a little bit of a gardening guide, and then we will talk about what to do when your child is being bullied as well. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. 
This is Star Style. Be the star you are. It is springtime and it is April Fool's Day. But we're going to go back into the garden for a little bit. Stay with me. I'll be back in a bit. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Apathy, violence, and negative messages are everyday occurrences in our country. You can be a changemaker when you dare to care by supporting Be The Star You Are Charity, a 501c3 that empowers women, families, and youth through improved literacy, positive media, and tools for living. Visit www.bethestarur.org to find out how you can make a difference in our world. Everyone counts. That web address again is www.bethestarur.org. Be the star you are.org. Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star style consultations with personalized sessions by phone or in person. You'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7822. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com You can be the star you are. Voice America is available on your Google connected device. Okay, Google, play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of Trees burst into blossom and put on fresh leaves when spring comes around. That was by Homer. Yeah, well, we're back in the garden right now. And I'm Cynthia Bryan at Star Style, Be the Star You Are. A few years ago, right here on this radio show, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, an author friend of mine, the late Jim Rome, commented about the rebirth of the land. And during our interview, he said, don't pause too long to soak in the aroma of the blossoming flowers, lest you awaken to find springtime gone with your seeds still in your sack. Well, I love that. I love that quote. I mean, really knew me well. So it got me really jazzed about plunging my hands into the soft spring earth to feel that energy emanate. And it does. I just get it through my soul, my whole spirit. And it's easy for me to squander the days snapping photos of the blooms while I'm inhaling these sensual surrounding scents. So get out those spades and shovels because there is work to be done. And, you know, smell the dirt. We should all smell like dirt at the end of the day. I'm not talking about if you're going to the office. I'm talking about a day when you're actually in the garden. And then just enjoy every blessed moment that we have outdoors because spring is here and it's time to rejoice. So here are just some a garden guide for digging deeper from me, the goddess gardener, for April. You can tuck attractive edibles into your flower beds and your garden will become a feast for the eyes as well as the palate. Pluck dandelion blooms from lawns before mowing and you can feed these to the birds, chickens, rabbits, or you can toss them in your salads if you haven't used any chemicals on the sod. Mix bulbs, annuals, perennials, and herbs when planting in containers for a long blooming display. 
It's time to aerate lawns to allow air and water to reach grassroots. You can rent a machine or you can walk around in spiked golf shoes. Now, the spiked golf shoes don't work quite as well, but they do put a little bit of holes in your garden. Fertilize by using plant spikes, liquid fertilizers, and also by mixing organics into the soil. You can divide any root-bound perennials and replant in other parts of the garden, or you can give them to fellow lovers. Or harvest any root crops now um, that were overwintered. That would be like carrots, parsnips, because as as the weather starts warming, the quality is going to diminish. So get those out of the ground now. Hang some baskets filled with dramatic plantings of colors and textual flowers, such as coleus and sweet potato vine or even begonia. Wire baskets, you can line them with moss, fill them with a growing medium, and they really look beautiful. And then plant on the surface and then let them just spill over. Look for annuals with long blooming periods and make sure to plant shorter varieties like trailing petunias towards the front of your garden with those that may need staking like snapdragons who are going to be taller and put those at the back. Now, if you have any energy zapping uh, suckers at the base of your crab apples, your cherry, your plum, your apricot, or even your redwood trees, remove the suckers also from rose bushes. Otherwise, um, it, you know, it really zaps all the nutrients. House plants need to re- be repotted. Um, check them. See if the roots are impacted. And you can just move them to a bigger container. And you always want to add new soil, fertilizer, water well. And then if you are just reusing an old pot, you have to clean it first. Use a little bit of bleach, dry it, and then you can use it again. Plant chemically untreated vegetable seeds packaged specifically for increased health benefits. In other words, you don't want the GMO or chemically treated vegetable seeds. So when you are sowing seeds, make sure to look for that. And then identify pests before using any insecticide, whether it's natural or not. I mean, a healthy garden breeds some beneficial insects, and you don't want to destroy those because those healthy, I mean, those beneficial insects are actually a good biological control. If you have birdhouses, now's the time to clean them, hang them, clean those bird feeders, get them out there. It is so great to be rewarded with the song of the fledglings. And then fruit trees such as apples and cherries, they need pollinator trees of a different variety to bear fruit. Now, many peaches are self-fruitful. It means that they are already self-pollinating. But if you're buying a tree, make sure you ask your garden center, a professional, if you need two trees, because cherries are known for that. You need two cherry trees in order to get any cherries. If you have a fountain or any kind of water uh, feature, it's time to clean it. Use about a half a cup of bleach and a gallon of water to sterilize a fountain and a bird bath. Allow them to dry in the sun and then refill them. Don't use chemicals in ponds that have fish or frogs or pollywogs. Um, But if there are roots or fallen leaves in the pond, Get those out because those will just breed, you know, bacteria. Till the soil only when it's dry to prevent damaging soil structure. And actually, these days we're trying to do no-till. So if you um, if you really want to do a no-till gardening, just pull out the weeds and try not to disturb disturb the soil because there's a lot of action going on underneath that soil. Now, if you did get ladybugs at your garden center, release them. They are natural gatekeepers and 
um, they are available this time of the year, but keep this in mind. If you release them and the next day they're gone, that means that you had no bugs in your garden for them to feed on. Ladybugs will only stay around if there are aphids and other pests for them to control. So instead of getting upset if they disappear, just know that your garden is healthy and you didn't need them. They will stay if there is food. And then you can control weeds by pulling them out immediately when you see them sprouting. Or a very organic way is just mix some white vinegar and water on a sunny day and then that'll be some organic eradication. It'll just burn it and it'll burn the root. And, you know, right now it's so pretty to pick bouquets of tulips and peonies and roses and freesias. They'll brighten any room. And again, those branches of crabapple blossoms, um, gosh, festoon your interiors with some of these outdoor pleasures. And, you know, for more um, spring gardening tips, consider buying my newest garden book, Growing with the Goddess Gardener. You can find that at CynthiaBryan.com forward slash online hyphen store. Just go to CynthiaBryan.com and there's a button at the top that says store. Click it there and you can get copies. And I'm going to be working on another uh, garden book soon, or I might even be just doing some white papers. So remember, you are a god or a goddess in your own garden. So at this time of the year, dance in the moonlight, thrill to the sounds of awakening nature, and enjoy each day anew. So salutations to springtime and happy gardening to you. Now I'm switching gears and just going maybe to the classroom or to the internet or to talk about your child and what is going to happen, you know, how you can help your child if um, your child is being bullied. Sometimes kids don't tell anyone that they're being bullied, but there are signs that a child could be a target of bullying. And if you notice these, you really have to step in. Now, some of those signs that your kid could be a target include social withdrawal and isolation. If they're having changes in their sleeping or their eating habits, if they're doing things like cutting themselves or they have are, you know, just feeling apathetic or they're getting poor grades or they're moody. Sometimes kids start wetting their beds or if they're having frequent displays of anger or just like a, a general unhappiness, you have to be persistent in asking her or him about friends, about school, about teachers, and specifically if anyone is bothering them in any way. Now, Usually kids don't want to talk about it. You know, they usually don't want to tell their parents. They're scared of the repercussions. But we have to do our best to assist them in dealing with this problem. Now, in general, there are some steps your child can take to deal with bullying. Now, the old advice of just ignoring bullies, it doesn't serve our kids well, since often the bullies persist in their attempts to torment. So, Instead, encourage your child to do some of the following things. One would be try to stick with at least one or two other children at all times. Bullies prefer preying on victims who are alone, and that way they can exert their power to intimidate more completely. But if you're in a crowd, it's a little bit harder to intimidate. Second, use humor if possible, and this serves two purposes. One is to try to diffuse the situation. And the other is to give the impression that the bully's mean comments 
are not effectively penetrating you at all. The third is to use eye contact and not, and uh, calmly tell the bully to stop. And by eye contact, I mean looking the bully directly in the eye and telling them to stop very firmly. Now, that one's a hard one, of course, but it does it is effective sometimes. Another way is just a move away from the bully or go immediately to an adult for help. Another one would be parents and older kids can talk privately with a teacher, a counselor, or a principal and ask them to observe and to try to catch the bully in action. So just reporting the bullying behavior, it's not always effective. What you have to do is actually set up kind of a sting. And because otherwise, it's just a he said, she said situation. And that can backfire because the bully will deny the accusations and they won't be held accountable. And then usually the bullying gets worse and uh, they'll seek like um, retribution because they've been exposed. So it's best if the bullying behavior can be witnessed and documented by people in authority. You might even have somebody take a video of the, of the bullying. Now, if the child continues to be really upset and all methods to combat the bullying fail, then you have to find a way to remove the child from that bully or the bullies. And bullies should not have the right or the power to defect decisions that you and your child make. But your child's well-being is much more important than standing on principle. So choosing a fresh start in a new school or enrolling in an accredited study program online, it might be welcome relief for your child. So sometimes you just have to remove yourself. Now let's just uh, go to cyberbullying because that is a bully by a different color and that one is really nasty. Older children, especially teenagers, are really vulnerable to bullying on social media and online. And so check this out as best you can and as quickly as you can, because the sooner you can address cyberbullying, the better you can protect your child from its damaging effects. There was a 2018 Pew Research Center um, survey that found 59% of kids in the United States acknowledged having been bullied or harassed online. That is really sad, almost 60%. And unfortunately, there have been many, many cases of suicides and horrible things because kids have been being bullied and they didn't get any help and they didn't tell anybody or nobody stepped in to help them. So if your child denies being bullied, but you see telltale signs, this is a time to be very proactive. You know, many kids aren't going to volunteer that they are being bullied. They're not going to show you their social media accounts. And you're just going to have to find ways to access them. So if you check for the purpose of keeping your child safe, and not in order to snoop, you don't want to be a snoop on their private life, then you are being a responsible parent. So you're trying to check to keep your, your child safe. You don't want to err on the side of caution. Um, since children who are bullied can be a threat to themselves or to others. So you really, really have to be proactive. Now, in most instances, you need to insist that your child close their social media accounts, and then you have to go back and check 
to make sure they remain closed as long as the threat exists. In cases of cyberbullying, encourage your child to document each episode by taking screenshots and then forward them to you. And then you have to report these incidences with this proof of these screenshots to school authorities, and sometimes you have to actually report it to the police. So you can check out cyberbullying support sites online because there are support sites and reassure your child that there is something wrong with a cyber bully. There's nothing wrong with your child who feels so intimidated. Your child is never at fault for someone else's cruel and deviant behavior. It's really critical to get that across. So, you know, I mean, sometimes the, your child wants to stick it out because they're determined not to be driven away, but it's still very difficult. And your child may end up needing some therapy because it's so hard on them. I mean, peers can be very, very mean. And some of those peers could actually be formerly former good friends. And unfortunately, while we may not be able to control bullies' behavior and prevent it from occurring, we can try to mitigate the damage they inflict. Now, parents can try hard to be emotionally supportive of a child who is being bullied and keep him or her safe from external harm and from self-harm. We want our kids to be safe. We want them to be able to go forward and to be the stars that they were born to be and then be proud of themselves. And you don't want a bully to stop your child from succeeding in school or from pursuing their goals. So this is our show for today. Uh, I hope that you'll have a really fun April Fool's Day. And again, make sure to uh, do your April Fool's, but make it safe. Don't do something that's going to cause any harm or anybody's anxiety. Thanks for listening and for being here every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. right here on the Voice America Network. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. And we always are here to help you change your life, make your dreams come true. And we want you to reach for the stars and land on them. For more information about myself or Star Style Productions, please visit CynthiaBryan.com. And now that it is spring, if you are in the San Francisco Bay Area, and you want a garden consultation, it is something that I do. I do consult for gardens, and I'm not going to do your maintenance, but I will I will help you get your garden started and your gardens planted and your gardens uh, looking quite good. And to make a donation to Be The Star You Are charity or to sponsor an event or to volunteer, please visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. You can also go to btsya.org. Um, you can make a tax-deductible contribution. You can join our galaxy of stars. And you can sign up for our free newsletter. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. See beyond your physical being. Know you are already a star. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And read a book this week because a book is like a garden in your pocket. And may I suggest two of the garden books that I've written, Chicken Soup for the Gardener's Soul 
and Growing with the Goddess Gardener, both available at CynthiaBryan.com, at your booksellers, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or wherever you buy your book. So remember, you're the greatest, you're the best, you have something wonderful to offer. You don't have to adjust anything, just be you. This isn't a test, you've already won the race. So go get what you want out of life. Imagine your dreams as if they have already existed. Speak as if they already exist and act as if they already exist. And until next Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, when we will celebrate spring once again, remember, love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan for Star Style. I thank you and encourage you to be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self. Have a wonderful week. Dream, create, inspire, make a difference, and go out into the garden and start digging deeper. We'll be together next Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. Happy spring, happy growing, happy gardening. Thank you for being with me. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.